From the concert halls to the juke joints, from churches to festivals in the fields, welcome to another episode of Bill Street Caravan, celebrating the sounds of Memphis for more than 20 years. Heard around the globe on NPR Worldwide. Major funding for Bill Street Caravan is provided by the AutoZone Corporation and Memphis Tourism. Hi, I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Jared J.B. Boyle. This week on Bill Street Caravan, we have a relatively new flavor from Memphis's jazz soul scene, KO and the Crew. Grammy-nominated bluesman Guy Davis will be with us to deliver an installment of the Blues Hall of Fame, an exploration of the lives of the pioneers and innovators enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame here in Memphis, Tennessee, brought to you by the Blues Foundation. That's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan. Hey, Pat. Hey, JB. This week, we've got newcomers, KO and the crew, on the show. They're a fairly large ensemble that's fairly new to the local music scene. Not only is this group just beginning to find a steady audience of followers in and around Memphis, but the group's individual parts are made up of pretty young musicians, many of them just approaching their early 20s. Exactly. Considering that fact, it's amazing to hear from the group's leader and namesake, Corey K.O. Wallace, that much of their repertoire is inspired by legends of the cool, free, avant-garde, and fusion jazz movements from decades ago. Well, he's a wise cat. If I could employ some jazz-like lingo in here, that would work great. I bet you didn't know that Corey is also a graduate of Stax Music Academy. I love it. And his bandmates all share his vision for a bluesy jazz experience that might be foreign to some who aren't privy to Memphis's long history in the genre. Let's back up a moment here, Pat, because we might be getting ahead of ourselves. I'd say this might be a great place to note that Corey himself is somewhat new to Memphis. You bring up a good point. It's a story as old as time for many of us. His family moved around a ton as he was growing up. Before Memphis, he was a high school senior in Miami, and when his father's job was transferred here, Corey came along with. Imagine being just a couple months into your senior year, having to start over somewhere new and finding a musical family to take you in and help you find your way. Sounds like the next hit teen drama on television, but it was Corey's real life. And it's so Memphis. <laughs> I'd like to watch that, JB. That'd be a worthwhile quarantine stream for sure. Well, until we get that miniseries to air, we've got Corey and his musical family right here with us. You about ready to press play on this performance? For sure. KO and the crew joined in on Don't Let Me Down. It was a benefit concert to help Slingshot Memphis, an organization with a far-reaching regional approach to poverty. Of course, in times like these, the need may be even more immediate. Here they are, KO and the crew, jamming for the cause, live on Bill Street Caravan. This is a track we like to call in my head. Something 
They say the motion in the ocean is where the love all begins. I spend a moment in your fortress with empty hands at the end. A portion of your potion that drug the brother with sin. Put a bandage on a broken heart, but tell me, does it mean? Cause I, brother, emotionless, but feelings when you suck, you think you joked. I'm such a kid because I looked at lust as innocent. And when I step up to the door with you and frame, my frame, my mind be fantasizing about his mind. And time is passing by in my head. And no, I can't but do you want me for the things I do? Cause when you're in my head, feels like my mind has changed. But that's just something I don't wanna lose. Yeah, the probability of us being together lessens every week. But honestly, I see the chemistry there. Working up the words to tell you I sweat. Working up the courage to take it up a notch. I never feel you, I sweat. I know I never see you again. I after this, we'll just be distant friends awaiting the end. When it comes, I hope we cherish all the time that we spent. Even if it wasn't as much as you thought her had wish. But girl, you're in my head and no, I can't. Throwback to to South Hall, room room two twenty
Here's more from KO and the crew, live on Bill Street Caravan. Can I get some elbow room, please? Somewhere down south is where my heart lies. In the summertime, day is where the sun shines. Headed downtown with the bright lights. One more love with the city every single night. Somewhere down south is where my heart lies. In the summertime, day is where the sun shines. Headed downtown with the bright lights. One more love with the city every single night. Somewhere under the rainbow, Way down below, just under the gateway, you'll pass it in a few minutes down the interstate. This here is Memphis. Now this land ain't your land, and it's not for everybody, but this is our home, where you'll catch the finest debt swimming Delta Blues on this side of the Mississippi. The city's a small pond, the big fish fry at the shell, and everybody came out, leaving nothing but juke joints and took and juice jams and chitlin' circuits left for the underground. But <laughs> can I get some elbow room? Sheesh. I love it anyway. Pack tight like sardines or Sunday service service. Send us hope for a new life. Hey, pass me that offering plate, please. 
Too bad money can't buy a blessing. I wonder if they give a fiction slips in heaven. Maybe I'll just take the bus through the Bible Belt to the next destination. Go cross town, southbound through Orange Mountain, Park Avenue. Watch lives and dreams dry out like they were swinging from the poplar tree all the way down Poplar Street. I saw him go to work on the 50. I saw her working for 50. <laughs> Overnight shift. By the time of the sunrise, my paradigm was sifting through change. Two dimes, a nickel, a couple quarters in the drawers, whatever it took to get back in time for class in the morning was the Highland Street. South Hall, room 223. And we sang No Better Blues until it moved me down the street to Unit 413C. I was praying over the food, planning the next move over Kool-Aid and canned corn and sharing cable cords. But can I get some elbow room, please? This section of the city's for newbies and newbies and go Tigers go with the fans and intercession in the library before final exams. We were the class clowns, gym class heroes, retired jerseys on the playground, stunted growth in early spurts. Some of us never made it past freshman teams and red shirts. PD registry is now full with public park standouts that traded in their numbers for new colors and started catching fire like they were pulling from me over at Mount Moriah. But can I get some elbow room, please? Hey, that's just the Memphis love story. Big city, small minds, plenty bright lights, but just as many small town vibes. And we love it anyway. It's Memphis versus everybody any day, any time, and any place. We full of the crabs that break the barrel and break away. If it's Memphis made, you make it any way you know how. And tell the world your story and they know just where you got your roots. And wonder why we glorify the city where someone will take your life because you lived the one they thought would be theirs. <laughs> uh, yes, but they won't understand. They not coming from where we coming from. They can't never do what we do. Somewhere down south is where my heart lies. In the summertime, day is where the sun shines. Headed downtown with the bright lights. Bumble in love with the city every season. Somewhere down south is where my heart lies. In the summer with the city, 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 city world. Somewhere down south is where my heart lies. That was Kay on the Crew, live on Bill Street Caravan. For more info on the band, check them out at blacksocialmusic.org. We'll be back with more music from the band in just a bit. Up next, Grammy-nominated bluesman Guy Davis takes us through the life histories of the pioneers and innovators enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame. This segment is brought to you by the Blues Foundation, and it's also available as a standalone podcast through iTunes. first time Riley King laid eyes on Beale Street, he knew this is heaven. He strolled under neon signs, smelled sweet hot barbecue. He glanced sideways at painted ladies. He stood and watched a dice game. Heaven. He floated after the sound of music to Handy Park. He shook his head. He thought, these guys sound like they have four arms. I'm all thumbs. Riley carried his guitar with him, didn't even have it in a case, but wouldn't dare play. All of a sudden, a spotter for the dice game shouted, Number one! Everyone looked up and saw a white policeman coming. 
They ran, and Riley followed, cradling his guitar under his arm. He flew past pawn shops and glimpsed a picture of T-Bone Walker in the record store window, his hero. Heaven emptied fast. Though humble, Riley gushed charisma, sincerity, and charm. Most importantly, he worked hard. He came to heaven after a dream. But that policeman and the guitarist with four arms chased him and his dream right across the Mississippi into West Memphis, Arkansas. He had nothing fancier to wear than an old army jacket, still carrying his guitar with no case. Riley took a few deep breaths and went inside the local radio station. He was looking for the man he'd heard on the radio every day growing up in Mississippi. Riley was shown back to the studio, empty except for one tall, brawny dude standing there playing harmonica. Guitarist with four arms, now this guy. Riley took another deep breath and looked him in the eye. Sonny Boy Williamson stopped blowing his harmonica. He looked back into Riley's eyes and said, What do you want? Riley stammered, I, 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 I want to sing on your program. Go ahead, Sonny Boy said. Let me hear you. Riley stopped stuttering. He picked clean and sang clear for Sonny Boy. Riley could feel him warming up. The big fella said, What do you call yourself? I'm just Riley B. King. That night, Riley found himself performing in the packed, sweaty 16th Street Grill on West Memphis's little version of Beale Street. Heaven came to Arkansas. The women moved to Riley's beat. He plucked the high notes and watched their backs arch. Miss Annie, who ran the joint, said Riley could play there six nights a week, 12 bucks a night on one condition. He had to get on the radio and spread the word about his new gig. Riley thought about it as he crossed back over the rivers and heard rain pounding on the bus roof. In Memphis, Riley walked off from the bus station. He felt raindrops and tucked his guitar under his coat best as he could. Miss Annie was still talking to him. Get on the radio, he heard over and over. He knew he'd do anything to broadcast on WDIA, and now he was. Only 20 more blocks in a rainstorm to go. WDIA flew onto the Memphis airwaves right as Riley first saw heaven. The first radio station in America to play all black music with all black DJs. When Riley finally reached the WDIA studios, he saw one of those DJs behind a soundproof window and knocked on the glass to get his attention. The DJ happened to be the first WDIA hired. In the heart of the rich Mississippi Delta, WDIA, 50,000 watts of goodwill, invites you to join us in asking the man upstairs to smile on us today. Nat D saw Riley standing there, dripping with the guitar, strings down under his coat. He saw the determination and sincerity written all over Riley's face. He wanted to make this work. Nat said, we've got a new product we want to put on the air. You think you could make a jingle? Riley had no experience with jingles. He blurted out, yes, sir. Nat D said, the name of it is Pepticon. Pepticon? Yeah. Riley beat his guitar like a drum and sang. 
Pepticon, sure is good. Pepticon, sure is good. Pepticon, sure is good. You can get it anywhere in your neighborhood. Nat's it, you're hired. Pepticon and its plugger were a hit. The stuff was mostly alcohol, and listeners dug that almost as much as the new down-home kid they heard on D.I.A. Riley had 15 minutes every day. He sang the virtues of the alcoholic serum and some of his own songs, and folks went crazy for him. He called himself the Beale Street Blues Boy. Letters poured into WDIA for him, addressed to Mr. Blues Boy. That got shortened to BB. She knows what to do and she knows what it's all about. Now, man, don't blame it. She... Every legend has a twist. Young B.B. King's life took one in a town called Twist, 40 miles outside Memphis in the Arkansas cotton fields. There, on a freezing winter night, B.B. did his thing in a juke joint that looked like a good wind could turn it into toothpicks. The joint was so rustic it had a steel barrel full of flaming gasoline for a heater. Now B.B. heard fights in the crowd just about every place he played, but that was just part of the ambiance. This scene got twisted. Two guys wrestled on the floor. They locked up and started rolling like a tractor, cutting down everyone in their path. And then they crashed into the barrel. The thing tipped over and a river of fire flooded the dance floor. B.B. King and everyone else got the hell out of there. Outside, even the wrestlers stopped to watch the place burn. B.B. looked around to make sure everybody was all right and then noticed something. Oh, no, he shouted. I left my guitar in there. He had no time to think as the place collapsed. He had to save her. B.B. dove through the front door, hearing cries of don't, drowned out by roaring hell. Flames licked at him as he ran. He grabbed the guitar around the neck and turned back out. Chunks of burning ceiling rained down around him. He hit the floor rolling and finally came to a stop outside in the cold night, smoldering like a cigarette. Still smoking, B.B. got up and stood face to face with one of the guys in the fight. You just about killed everybody in this place. The man looked down. B.B. watched him for a moment and realized it could only be one thing. What was her name? B.B. asked. The man muttered something. Lucille? B.B. asked. The man nodded. B.B. said, who's Lucille? The woman works here, the man replied. B.B. never saw her, but he never forgot her either. He also never wanted to forget how foolish he'd been to risk his life for his guitar, so he named her Lucille. In spite of his adventures, lady friends, and his radio fame in Memphis, B.B. spent more time in Arkansas picking cotton than picking Lucille. He knew he needed a hit record to get him out of the fields and the raunchy roadhouses that grew beside them. He made little money as a DJ but recognized the fringe benefits of broadcasting. He used his time to promote his own gigs and provide favors for other folks in the business. A popular bluesman named Lowell Fulson came to perform on Beale Street, bringing his brilliant but unknown band leader Ray Charles with him. They sold thousands of tickets, and as they counted their money in a back room after the show, a local DJ stepped up to introduce himself. You the only ones to fill this place, B.B. told Fulson. I pat myself on the back because I made your records. Lowell thanked B.B. and figured that'd be that. But B.B. stood there 
He said, tell you what you can do. You can let me do that song three o'clock in the morning. Lowell thought a second. The song had been out three years. He never heard B.B. sing. He figured nothing was going to come of it. Why, sure, Lowell said, you can do the song. Lowell Fulson didn't know what a serious young man he was dealing with. Within a matter of days, B.B. booked a recording session with the Los Angeles Rhythm and Blues Company. They set up a temporary studio right down the street from B.B.'s apartment at the Y. B.B. stepped into the room and saw some of the elite players in all of Memphis. Tough Green, Ben Branch, Hank Crawford, Willie Mitchell, and on the piano, a bad 20-year-old who already had a massive hit record, Ike Turner. But all these stars held back as this day and Lowell Fulson's song belonged to B.B. King. Two months later, it was the number one record in the land. B.B. walked into Paul's tailor shop on Beale, the place he'd run past from the police his first night in heaven. He bought two suits, one burgundy and one lavender, with black and red shoes, a shirt, socks, and a tie to match. And B.B. King jumped on the long, winding road. Well, I can't find my baby. Lord, I've looked around me. Well, my baby can't be found. Well, look all around me, people. Well, my baby can't be found. Thanks for listening to the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, brought to you by the Blues Foundation. The Blues Hall of Fame podcast is produced by Bill Street Caravan for the Blues Foundation, written by Preston Lauterbach and voiced by Guy Davis. For more information on the Blues Foundation, go to blues.org. Caravan has brought the sounds of Memphis to public radio airwaves for more than 20 years. And now you can see what we've been talking about. Check out our series of digital shorts through our website or go to iListenToMemphis.com. I Listen to Memphis is about Memphis music today, the people who make it, and the places and culture that fuel it. iListenToMemphis.com. AutoZone is proud to support Bill Street Caravan and many other arts organizations that strengthen the greater Memphis community. Parts are just part of what we do. AutoZone.com. 
Hill Street Caravan is also supported by awards from Memphis Travel, Tennessee Arts Commission, Arts Memphis, and Tennessee Tourism. TennesseeVacation.com. The soundtrack of America was made in Tennessee. We're back, and for those of you who are just tuning in, we've got the jazzy sounds of KO and the crew on the show today. We've been using several phrases to describe what we hear when K.O. and his friends play, but the man himself uses the term black social music to define the group's performances. Yeah, when I chatted with him, he gave me a bit of a history lesson on where the term originated. He didn't coin it, but instead, Miles Davis did. Not a bad choice if you're looking for a musical giant to draw inspiration from. Yeah, the term itself simply embodies jazz, even if words aren't spoken in song. According to K.O. and Mr. Davis, the implied message is the freedom of black folks. I think I can get behind that. Me too. I can also get behind the lyricism of K.O. and his crew. Of course, they have vocalists and a rapper. It's not uncommon to hear them sing about or rhyme about what's going on in the world, specifically in Memphis. Yeah, I've heard them eulogize a young man who was killed in an officer-involved shooting here locally. It's a brave stance to take as a man, whether or not you agree with the subject matter. Sounds like black social music to me, right, JB? Right on the notepad. Here's more from KO and the crew live on Bill Street Caravan.
All right, you're here with us on the Bill Street Kazan, and I've got Cord from KO and the crew. Cord, how you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. What about you? Doing well, so I'm glad that you can be with us on the Kazan via phone, if not in person. So KO and the crew, where does the story begin for, for this band? Okay, the story begins uh, summer of 2017, where most of us had just graduated high school. I'm relatively new to the city of Memphis. I had been there for maybe eight months, I think. And I met most of the band at the um, All West Tennessee Jazz Band. Um, and the keyboard player, his name is Morel. Morel Poot, he reached out to me over that summer. Him and I kind of developed a really, really, really solid relationship as friends and musicians. And he reached out to me and was like, hey, man, I think we should start a band. And, you know, I was like, okay, cool, let's do it, let's do it, set it up. And he was like, but I don't think I should be the one to lead it. So naturally, I figured that meant somebody was going to have to step up. And since him and I were the only ones that had talked about it, that somebody was going to have to be me. And we started off as a cover band. And we were 17, 18 years old. No idea how we were going to do anything, how we were going to get gigs, what songs we were going to play. We just liked playing with each other. And before I could set any dates up, I actually started a summer program in Boston at Berkeley. And that Berkeley experience uh, really turned my life around musically. I started to feel like, you know what? I think I should write music. I, I think I should become an artist. So when I came back, I was like, hey, I want to record a record with all of this music that I just polished while I was in Boston. And I want you all to be on that record. I was like, you know, I'm going to be the front person. I'm going to be the artist. But I kind of want the aesthetic of like this group that has an identifiable leader, but everybody has a role and their role is to serve the group. Kind of like, you know, pulling in the game. Coming off such a big year, how, how's everything uh, been going? Just navigating this pandemic? Well, fortunately for us, the music that I've written is more relevant now than it was when I wrote it <laughs> last year, the year before. And we've had some really great opportunities this year, both before the pandemic started and after. And we've become more and more tight-knit as a unit over time. And every time we get to perform, that starts to show more and more through the music of just how close we are as a group. You mentioned you, you're not born and raised here. Where'd you move here from? I moved to Memphis from Miami, Florida and moved to Memphis in 2016. And what was the emphasis of the move? Uh, my dad got a new job. It was my twin sister and I, it was our senior year of high school, and we had some options on the table. One of those options was to you know, stay in Miami to finish. And then uh, once we graduated, then everybody would then move up to Memphis. But we just decided, man, if we, if we move, we move as a unit, as a family. So we all made that move happen. You know, since being here, uh, what have you, you found in yourself that connects with Memphis? Oh, man. I'm always going to say Memphis is one of those places where you, you walk around, you hear the musician, and you just, you hear the story, you hear the soul and the passion that just goes into every single note. Having such a large ensemble, how do you guys, you know, man, there's so many different styles and, and so many different vibes, and, and be able to convey that to the audience while you're on stage. I tell everybody, go for broke. <laughs> those, those are my three favorite words. We get on stage, we do sound check, and then we pray. And then I hype everybody up, and I'm just like, go for it. If you hear something, go for it. The music is going to allow it. So even if the song is, is dark, if the song is spiritual, if the song is romantic, if it's happy, no matter what it is, just go for broke. Trust your instincts. The message is only going to be conveyed. The story is only going to be told the way it needs to be told if everybody's bringing their voice to it and not scared to bring their voice to it. You guys coined the term uh, black social music. What is that and what can people expect when they hear it? So another uh, history lesson, uh, if you will. The, the term is three separate words. 
was actually the moniker for jazz that Miles Davis used. It was his political statement saying that jazz is um, black social music. That's what it is. Even if it gets institutionalized, no matter who's playing it, it is always going to be black music. That's where it came from, and it was our way of expressing our story. So by me putting the three words together as a label, as a brand, that was my way of saying to everybody, when you hear our music, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever you are, you're going to hear the progression and the development of not only the black experience, but the sound that the black experience has impacted. What's next for you guys, and how can they stay involved with KL? Um, and follow us on all social media at The Crew Online. That's T H E C R E W O N L I N E. Um, you can visit our website, blacksocialmusic.org. But if you follow us on social media and you know you reach out and stay engaged, we'll get back to you. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Corey. Really appreciate you having me on the caravan. Thanks for having me. Here's more from KO and the Crew live on Bill Street Caravan.
That was KO in the Crew, live on Bill Street Caravan. For more information on KO in the Band, visit them on Facebook or at blacksocialmusic.org. They plan to continue to release music and perform on streams for however long we're unable to see them in person. But once we can, be sure to keep a lookout for them on Bills Near and Far. Special thanks to our supporters, AutoZone, Memphis Tourism, Arts Memphis, Tennessee Arts Commission, and Tennessee Tourism for their support in making Bill Street Caravan possible. We like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. 
You can find Beale Street Caravan on all the social media outlets. Do you love Memphis music? Tell us why and use the hashtag #IListenToMemphis. Go to our website at BealeStreetCaravan.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter to find out where the caravan is going to be next. And you can always keep up with Bill Street Caravan via our podcast that's available through iTunes. We'll be back next week, so until then, I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Jared Boyd. And you've been listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan.